December 25th, 2018. It was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, reaping fans, money, assets. And yeah, I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money. The kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends. The kid that got pregnant at 19. I felt stuck. Like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things. All the things that promised me freedom. And it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was going to be an inside job. And... I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool-ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the unruly entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, and those who want the details on how to create a business that really truly finally fucking sets you free i'm your host andrea crowder and welcome to the unruly entrepreneur podcast let's go to the show So Michaela, welcome to the show. We already started without you guys. And I was like, oh shoot, we better record. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, My pleasure. And for, for those of you guys who don't know Michaela, I just met her this weekend at Confidence Activated, my best friend's event, Rachel Luna. And um, at the end, Michaela jumped on stage and just took 10 minutes to share her story. And in 10 minutes... I was just completely like activated, inspired, blown away, feeling a revived sense of like purpose and passion um, towards like seeing more women with microphones in their hand on stages, Mm -hmm. either in podcasts or on social media. And, And you help women do that too. But before we talk about that, I just would love for you to... Number one, you can just introduce yourself if there's anything else that you want to say, or we can just get into um, uh, your story about your father that was just like completely mesmerizing and and so inspiring. Well, I do want to say thank you so much for having me and shout out to Rachel for Confidence Activated because that was such an amazing event. So the fact that y'all are best friends, like you're already the plug, Andrea, I (laughs) I already know this. Um, So I'm just so grateful that we were able to connect. And funny enough, as you kind of mentioned, I told my story at the end, I was not on the docket to speak. Um, Literally, I probably wasn't even supposed to be at the conference, but just a whole heap of circumstances allowed me to be there when I was and my confidence was activated. And so I did shoot my shot and she said yes. And I was able to tell my story for the first time on stage and so Will you tell the story of you shooting your shot. Actually, that was <laughs> that was half the inspiration. Absolutely. Great. So at Confidence Activated, uh, the first night, Rachel had a you know dress as if you're the guest of honor party. 
And, you know, she wrote out her book. She introduced us. She honored her husband. It was a beautiful event. But at the very end, she told us to do this like visualization exercise. And she had everyone in the room close their eyes and think of a dream that they want to come true in 2022 and a dream that they want to see come true in 2023. And so like my eyes were closed and I immediately saw myself on stage at Confidence Activated. Now I was like, like, I'm a God girl. So I was like, God, um, I'm at this conference and she said, this is the last Confidence Activated. So (laughs) I don't know how this is supposed to happen, um, but you keep giving me this vision. And then the more Rachel spoke, she's like, I want you to see what you're wearing. I want you to visualize the people in the room. I want you to know the smells in the room and what are the sounds in the room. And she's like, I believe if you can picture yourself in that dream, then it can come to pass sooner than you think. And I'm just like literally seeing myself on that exact stage. And I'm like, okay, well, there's always tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So after the visualization exercise, uh, she closed out the events for that night. She took pictures with everyone and I just felt in my spirit to shoot my shot. So I waited for Rachel to finish up with everyone else. We started walking to leave and I was like, hey, I'd like to talk to you about something. And at that moment, she was like dying. Like her shoes were super cute, but apparently one of them was too small. So her feet were bleeding and she was like, I can't take it anymore. These shoes are killing me. I need to go to my room. Walk with me. And I was like, "Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely walk with you. That's fine. And we maybe take about 10 steps. And she's like, I cannot take this anymore. And I'm like, what do you need? Do I need to give you a piggyback ride? Like, yeah. Did I carry? She will you not take her room? shoes off. Like she, it's always like the white girls in Vegas always take their shoes off yes. and walk her. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I absolutely not. And there's a little mart in the Gaylord Convention Center, and so we go in. We're looking at these flip flops, and she's like, "Oh, these are cute. I'll probably get these." And she like picks them up, and she's like, "No, these are a hundred dollars. That's a no. Looks like I'm gonna be bleeding until I get to my room." And as we're walking out, I see these flip-flops in the corner of my eye, not the cutest, random sliders, Orlando on it with some palm trees, just some cheap, cheap sandals that you, shower shoes, you know? Um, And so I picked them up and I'm like, hey, what about these? She's like, get them, we're going. (laughs) We get to the the register and just, I'm not even thinking about shooting my shot. I'm like, okay, my sister here is struggling. Like her feet are literally bleeding. Um, I'm just going to grab these shoes. So I give the guy my card and she's like, no, 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 no. Don't pay for me. I'm like, ma'am, you're bleeding. Like, stop, please stop. Like, let me help you get the shoes, get snacks. And we walk to her, walk to the room. And I tell her about how, when she told us to do that, that visualization exercise, my dream was that I saw myself on stage at Confidence Activated. And she was like, well, girl, that's not going to happen because this is the last one that I'm doing. And I was like, I know, right? And I knew you were, but for some reason, I figured I would shoot my shot and see what happened. And if you happen to have five minutes tomorrow, I would love to just get on stage for five minutes and tell my story. And so she was like, well, what's the story you're going to tell? And I told her my story just in you know a couple of seconds, like 30 seconds. And she was like, huh? And she just looked at me like really sideways. She's like, hmm, you got 10 minutes. And I was like, okay. And I have chills my whole body. (laughs) But it's so funny because she called Leah Valencia Key, who was the master of ceremonies. Mm -hmm. And I had just met Leah that day. 
And I had connected with Leah and her godmom and I told them the story. And so when Rachel called and told Leah like, hey, just so you know, um, we're going to give Michaela 10 minutes at the end. Um, Leah was like, oh my gosh, I just met her and heard her story. This is about to be wild. Like, yep. and Rachel was like, oh, okay, well, I hope that works. And Rachel looked at me and she was like, I hope you're ready. And I was like, I already know what I'm going to say. I'm good. I'll see you tomorrow. And that was history. Shoot your shot. Anybody else would have been like, well, God's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That vision you just gave me, you're wrong. (laughs) And you're like, okay, well, where's the opportunity? And just that simple mindset shift opens up so much opportunity, so many doors and changed lives. Like you, you had everyone just completely mesmerized in the audience. Okay. So now let's give them a taste of why I walked up to you and I was like, I have to have you on my podcast like this week. <laughs> like there's no time to waste here. So your, your story and your testimony surrounding your father's death um, was the story that you shared. Will you share that with us now? Absolutely. So uh, I'll take you guys back to 2020. It was November, actually a day after Thanksgiving. And I had this dream. And in my dream, my father committed suicide. So he attempted to take his life once and it didn't work. And then he attempted to take his life a second time. And he called me while it was happening. So this is all in my dream. Like I'm dreaming, I'm on the phone. I received this call, but I'm seeing him and I'm seeing this happen. And I tell him the story of like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which is a Bible story. And for those who aren't familiar with it, it's a story about three Hebrew boys who believe in God and only serve their God. And because they only serve their God, the king sentences them to death and he tells them to go into this fiery volcano so that they can just die. And what happens is they go into this volcano or this fiery furnace and they come out unscorched because God is with them. And as a result, everyone else and the, the whole kingdom realizes that the three Hebrew, three Hebrew boys, God is the God that they should serve. So they all end up serving God. And so I didn't know that story when I told my dad this story in the dream. I knew like the vacation Bible kids version where they're like three boys going to a volcano and they come out and God is with them. Like I didn't know the actual story, but that's the story I was telling him. And I told him that I know that life may seem hard. I know that it may seem like you're going through fire, but just like those Hebrew boys, you'll come out of the fire unscorched if you trust God. Like this is your opportunity. You you attempted to take your life the first time. It didn't work. So this is your second chance. Just trust God. And on the phone, I hear him crying and he's like, you know, I hear you. Um, I'm sorry, but it's not enough. And so I'm on the phone with him. He takes his life. He literally pulls a gun up to himself. I'm watching him do it, but I'm on the phone, pulls a gun up to his chest, shoots himself. And that's the end of it. And when I woke up from my dream, I had peace. And I knew that that was a red flag right there. Because most people who dream something like that, like a parent taking their life would be like, what's going on? Like I literally woke up and I had peace. And so I called my dad. It was like 5 a.m. And I called him and I'm like, hey, um, I had this dream about you. You ended up, you know, committing suicide. Like, everything okay? You good? Like, are you planning on taking your life? And this is during 2020 when 
everyone is, the world is shut down. Everyone's wearing masks. Everyone's isolated. Everyone's losing jobs. And he just happened to contract COVID, which led to a lung infection, which led to him being out of work. And for a man who worked his whole life, now he can barely breathe when he's walking up steps. Like he can't go back to what he loves, which is work. And it led to depression. And now he's on antidepressants. And it was just like a whole year of just like Mm. cycle after cycle after cycle. And I'm just like, hey, dad, you you good? Like, um, are you planning on taking your life? And he said, no, I'm not. I'm just really sad. And I was like, okay, well, you know, like the dream, I believe that whatever fire you go through, you can come out and scorch. Like, this is your opportunity to trust God. And he was like, thank you for sharing that dream with me. I believe God's going to do something really great through you. And three days later, his body was found. Mm. And and everything that happened in that dream down to what he was wearing on his body is exactly what happened in person. And so for me, that was an eye-opening experience because the minute I got the phone call, I is like I heard like the Holy Spirit tell me the dream wasn't to warn him, but it was to prepare me. Yeah. And I'm a daddy's girl. I'm his only girl. Like there's a lot of us, but I'm my dad's only girl. And so we were always really close. And so like the fact that God showed me that dream was a eye-opening experience to me where I'm at the funeral and I have so much peace. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like yeah. everyone around me is like grieving so, so effortlessly. Like the grief was, it was just, it was, it was something I'd never experienced before. And my dad was a person of the people. Like during COVID, you couldn't have real funerals. They had to be virtual. And there were 4,000 people at his virtual funeral. Like, wow. like this is a man that was loved by the whole city. Everybody knew him. Everybody loved him. It, he was just loved. And I just sat there and I just had peace. But I was more in awe of like, God, why did you give me that dream? Like, why did you show me? Like, why is this happening? <laughs> like, I wasn't a dreamer before. Yeah. And why me? And so three months go by and it's now February, two months. So that was December, 2020, February comes. And I started studying the Bible about that story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, because like I said, I didn't know that story. So I'm wondering why in the world of all the stories to tell somebody, you would tell a story that you don't even know. And so I started studying that story and in studying it, I realized that the names that they have, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, are not their actual names. They were names given to them by the king, but their Hebrew names are Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. And so once I translated those, I was studying, and the Holy Spirit gave me this revelation that Hananiah, um, God is, or the Lord shows, let me start from the beginning, Daniel, the book of Daniel, Mm -hmm. um, means God is my judge. So the story was found in the book of Daniel. Ananiah, the Lord shows grace, Mishael, which is actually the exact same name as Michaela, which means who is like God. And then Azariah, the Lord will help you. And so the revelation was, God is my judge. The Lord shows grace. Michaela, I will help you. And so at that moment, I realized that whatever I faced in life, whether it be something heartbreaking, like losing my dad and grieving, Um, or whether it be something just as simple as trusting God for the next step in my life, Mm -hmm. I would know that God's going to help me through all of it. And when I look back, I realize that 
he has always been helping me. And it's always been through somebody else's story. And so I knew that I wanted to help other women tell their stories and share their testimonies because it was the testimonies of so many other people that helped me and led me to be confident enough to tell my story. And so that brings us here today. Well, I didn't think I was going to cry twice at the same (laughs) story, but here we are. (laughs) I wasn't ready. Like I would have definitely grabbed a tissue, but uh, there's so many beautiful lessons in, you know, I mean, like you taking the time to even go back and study the story and to translate the names and to like find meaning for yourself. But what you looked for that's so different that I really want to highlight is you looked for a meaning that would be really useful to Mm -hmm. you being able to like grow and expand and still be able to, um, to get, um, joy and purpose out of this life. And, you know, I'm an unconscious mind expert, as you heard while I was in at, uh, at Confidence Activated. So like our mind is actually so programmed to look for problems and to look for the things that aren't working. It's like our survival mechanism. And hmm. some people are more gifted in looking for solutions or looking for opportunity. And some people really train themselves to look for that. Would you say that's something that you've kind of always lean towards is like looking for meaning and purpose that was more useful or is that something that you really worked on developing? I think it's really interesting that you're saying that we're typically like led to look for the problems because my whole life I've always been like optimistic. Yeah. I guess I've I've always been someone that was just like, oh, okay, this happened, but it's not my story. And I remember as yeah. a kid, like, you know, surviving through sexual abuse and all the things I I remember telling myself, okay, it happened, but it's not my story. And so I always knew that I had a greater story. I didn't know what the story was, but I I just didn't accept anything less than what was going to bring joy. Yeah. I like that. Like it's a story, but it's not who I am. Like identity is is so crucial to like separate there. And so many people don't know how to do that. They've never even taken, you know, an opportunity to sit there and ask, like, is this who I am Mm -hmm. or something that I've experienced? One of my favorite mantras is it happened, but it's not happening. Happened. It's not who I am. And yeah, just gives us so much more separation of what we've experienced. And And not everybody's going to do this, but you chose to even make a career out of helping people take their story and um, create a beautiful life with it, not just for themselves, but but for other people. And you're doing that currently through through podcasting. So can you share a little bit more about that? Yes. So I actually started, um, this all started as a kid, because I saw a vision. So we talk about, you know, visions with Rachel Luna's event. Um, I saw a vision that when I got older, I was going to be Michaela Robertson. I was going to have twins, a boy and a girl, and I was going to have my own talk show. And so I'm in kindergarten and this is a dream (laughs) that happened every single night. Like, wait, you said you weren't a dreamer, but now you're like, just kidding. In kindergarten, I started. (laughs) So like, let me, I'm going to set the scene for you, right? Okay. Set the scene for you, right? (laughs) As a kid, I was a dreamer, but not like real life dreamer. Like I would see things and I'd be like, oh my gosh. Or like I'd have a dream and it would continue the next night and it would continue the next night. 
And I loved being asleep. So my parents called me lazy because I would sleep till two, three o'clock in the afternoon. And I would just dream. Like I would just, if it would pick up the next day, like it was like a movie, like watching a movie and it would pick up the next day and then the next day. And like, it just be a whole thing. And then I don't know what happened. Life, mind, consciousness, like, I don't know. Uh But after elementary school, you know, when you start getting into like teenage years, yourself, preteen, I just stopped dreaming. And I would just go to sleep and just wake up and I just stopped dreaming. And so Interesting. it wasn't until the death of my dad where those dreams, like where I was, I remember asking, I was like, whatever happened to my dreams? I miss dreams. Like when I would go to sleep and it would start the next night, like, mm-hmm. like God, whatever happened to that? And then I was like asking God to give me dreams. And then he gave me the dream of my dad. And I was like, wait a minute. That's not what I'd ask for. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't ask for that. Whoa, 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 whoa. You yeah, don't like, know what you're doing. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, I was like, uh, wait a minute. I didn't ask for that. I was asking for the kid dreams where they would just continue. But I mean, I guess this is something we're stepping into now that we're adults. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, those were my dreams as a kid. Michaela Robertson. I would have twins, a boy and a girl, and I would have my own talk show. And so I ended up being Michaela Robertson. My elementary school teachers had two boys and their oldest son is who I ended up marrying. Um, I do not, I'm not pregnant, but I keep having, I keep having this remembrance that I'm supposed to have twins. So I know whenever it happens, wow. it'll happen. So we'll see what, what, what comes about. Um, and then having my own talk show. So I kind of based my career on that dream, like I'm going to have my own talk show. So I went to school for broadcast journalism. I was, you know, high school radio. I was, you know, TV, everything. I was a journalist. I used to report news. And then I realized I didn't like the news. Who would have thought you spent four years Who studying? Thought? <laughs> yeah. You know, you spend four years in college and you're like, this is going to be it. And then you graduate and you're like, I don't even like this yeah. at all. So I started my own magazine, the Iron Wifey magazine, where my goal was to sharpen and encourage women by telling their stories. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was going to turn it into this YouTube channel that was going to be a beautiful, big talk show. And I brought my camera and I'm interviewing my first magazine cover and the camera dies halfway through. And I was always told in college to have backup audio on your phone. So I had my phone recording the interview and my husband was like, Looks like you're starting a podcast. And that's oh, how the Iron Wifey started. Gosh. <laughs> Your story just gets better and better. I'm like, I got to clear the rest of my meetings for today. <laughs> we have so much to uncover here. Wow. Okay. So, and now you want to help other people be able to share their story too. Like, where did that interest come from? So just listening to other people's stories, I knew was a blessing to me. So I knew that giving people a platform to share their stories would be a blessing to others. And there are Mm -hmm. so many women, especially who are like, I know I have this story to tell. I don't know how to tell it, but I know like it's in me. I feel like I'm supposed to get up and share my story. I just don't know where. I just want to provide that platform. And so it started with the magazine. The magazine became the podcast. The podcast became me becoming a podcast producer for other shows. And then I just decided, you know what? We're just going to start a podcast agency and we're going to help other people sharpen and encourage others by telling their story. And here we are today where I just give women and some men, not going to, you know, not going to just cut out the men completely, but I give them that platform to share their story, their story. 
you just decide and you go. Like, where did that, is that like something that your parents instilled in you or you just have always been that way? I've always been that way. My parents think I'm crazy sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause oh, even, I love crazy people. Yes. <laughs> even with my, my husband, we just decided I was getting married. And I remember calling my parents. I'm like, hey, I'm getting married on Monday if you guys want to come. <gasps> And they're like, they're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I've always been, like, I just feel, when I feel led to do something, I know that I'm not crazy. I know that I'm not, like, making irrational decisions. It's just, like, I guess I'm just being obedient. Like, you know, like, yeah. when you know there's something you're supposed to do, you just be obedient, you execute, and then you're like, we'll see what happens next. Wow. One of my other favorite mantras, I have a thousand of them. So, (laughs) um, is when I know, I know, and when I know I go and I don't waste any time. And so I'll give you like a fun little, um, like life hack within that or more for the audience, since this is kind of just how you operate anyway, but unconscious mind thinks that anything that we move towards quickly and we go out of our way towards it, that it must be safe, whether it is or isn't. So if you're running really fast towards that cliff to just go cliff diving and to jump into the water, unconscious mind isn't likely going to stop you if you just decide and you run. But if you sit there for an hour and you're like, maybe, maybe not, you're like more likely not to ever make it off of that cliff. So if there's a big cliff that you guys have been waiting to jump off of, I told somebody out um, confidence activated. I was like, run towards it fast and run zigzag. And they're like, zigzag, why? And I was like, go out of your way, make it weird. Mm -hmm. I've had clients like run zigzag around their house before and then run straight to the computer and send the pitch. And I like, just have it ready and waiting, run zigzag around the house, like build up all of that energy, sit down at the computer and just press send and like ask for what you want. Yes. You said when I know, I know. And when I know I go. Yes. That's about to be a quote. I'm about to share everywhere, Andrea. There you go. Everything I put out there. (laughs) There you go. Yes. I love that. Okay. So you have a cool framework for storytelling and I would love for you to share that with the audience as well. Absolutely. So I want everyone to feel comfortable sharing their story. And a lot of people think that storytelling is just on a podcast or on television or on some type of stage, but really each and every one of us is a storyteller. And this whole life that we're living is a story. And so a lot of us may not have access to a stage or have access to a podcast, or we may not have written a book, but we have social media and we send emails And so I developed the story framework to help make it easy to tell our story on social media or through email campaigns or through, honestly, podcast episodes, anything, any place where you can open your mouth and tell people who you are, this method is going to help you work through that. And so the story method is a five-part method, and it's actually an acronym for story. And so the S is strength. So you can tell your strengths. What are five strengths that you have in life, you know? One of my strengths is speaking. And I knew that as a kid. So I always put myself on stages, even in choir or wherever it was. I knew that was my strength. Another strength of mine is writing. So why not start a magazine where I'm writing, give other people the opportunity to write as well. So the S is strength. The T is technique. The T for technique is how you do what you do. So I know that I'm here to help people start a podcast. So I'm going to teach you how to start a podcast. Andrea is here to help you with the, is it rapid resolution therapy? You got it. And so she's going to teach you how to do that. That's her technique. It's the how to. 
So the T is technique. The O is obstacles. So what are the obstacles you faced in life? And how did you overcome those obstacles? We all have faced something, whether we like it or not. Unfortunately, mine just happened to be the story with my dad. But overcoming that obstacle, I learned how to tell my story. And so what is the O, the obstacle? The R is relationships. Who do you do it for? Is it for your kids? Is it for your spouse? Is it for yourself? What are the relationships? Is it for your clients? You know, is it your clients that give you that, that energy that you need to keep going, to keep pushing, to keep helping other people? So R is relationships. And then the Y is your why. Why do you do what you do? I know it starts with a W, but it ends in a Y. So, you know, <laughs> it work. Yes. Dear world mama, make the rules. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, why do you do what you do? So strength, technique, obstacles, relationships, and why. And if you look at your social media platform, there are five days in the week. So on Monday, you can post about your strength. On Tuesday, you can post about your technique. On Wednesday, your obstacles. On Thursday, your relationships. On Friday, your why. And then you can switch it up as you want throughout the month and align it with whatever stories you want to tell. Genius. I love a good acronym. Okay. So we have, let's see if I, this is so good. I'm going to practice and see if I retain everything that you just said. Okay. So strengths, techniques, obstacles, relationships, and your why. Absolutely. Okay, guys, if I can do that, you can do that. And she just gave you your whole social media plan. So every time you're like, I don't know what to post, you come back to story. Absolutely. And I actually have a free download for everyone listening yes. that kind of maps out a whole calendar of how you can use the story method to tell your story. And Give so it. if you're looking for that download, you guys can just head over to faithbasedstoryteller.com. Um, and just sign up for my email list and I'll go ahead and send you guys the story method. Yes. Everyone loves a good download. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you have, do you have digital programs or anything that, that really help people craft this? So I, it is not live yet, but I do have a course called position to podcast. And then Ooh. I also have another course called pod phone. And so position to podcast is actually more like a group program where for about six to eight weeks, I walk you through literally everything from idea to launch when it comes to your podcast and then how to maintain and monetize it afterward. And then pod phone is how you can start a podcast on your phone. Because after the death of my dad, I made a decision that I was not going to focus on grief. I was going to focus on gratitude. And so I started oh. a podcast called Dear God, I'm Grateful. And I literally did it just from my phone. And every day I will record an episode five to 10 minutes on what I was grateful for. And we got through 565 days until I stopped. And I'm in the process of writing a book, Dear God, I'm Grateful, just surrounding how gratitude always trumps grief. Um, and that was all done from my phone. So I'm going to come out with a course, PodPhone, to help you actually launch a podcast completely from your phone, whether it's an iPhone or an Android. I just want to put you in my pocket. Like, what? <laughs> Five, over 500 days, you're turning it into a book. So wait. How are you trying to, is, I just want to ask this because I feel like this is mm -hmm. one of the things that like people love is like, for the most part, I talk very much about like creativity and ideas and energy and um, stuff like that. And I don't typically go too deep into strategy. So you've given people number one, a framework to be able to tell their story. You're going to help them craft it. You also have a like start to finish, super strategic, like do from your phone concept where people can be guided through starting their own podcast. And then mm -hmm. you did your leading by example, of course. 
you did your own podcast that is somebody just going to transcribe this and turn it into a book for you? So the beauty is before I recorded each each episode, I wrote down what I was going to say. So I literally (laughs) have my notes app and it's just pages and pages and pages of things I'm grateful for. So the book is going to be my story. So how I told you the story about my father, there have been so many other instances in my life that people would think were a movie, but it's really just like testament that like God helped me through it. And so the book is going to go through my story and it's called Dear God, I'm Grateful. And there's going to be a gratitude journal that goes along with it so that you can find something to be grateful for each and every day. Well, I'm going to buy at least 20 of them because I bought 20 of Rachel's. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say more or I would lose a friend right now. Fair. (laughs) But all all of my friends are going to get a copy of that book as soon as it's out. out. So please let me know that when you're launching and I just like want to share that with everyone. That's such a beautiful concept. You shared some like teeny little bullet points of your story. And I'm sure like the more that you get into it, it's just even more beautiful and inspiring and just the way that like you conceptualize and and process is going to be so helpful to people. I want to write like everything in me wants to have a book. Let me say that correctly and truthfully. Mm-hmm. I want to have a book. I do not want to write a book. So my thought is I'm going to make a movie and someone will turn it into a book. <laughs> so that's why I was, asked, I was like, is somebody just going to like go through that, transcribe that, make it that really easy? I'm asking kind of selfishly because the book probably needs to exist somewhere in the world um, for me. I just don't want to be the one to do it. So. so this is the storyteller in me that just is curious about your whole life because I love <laughs> people's stories, but what do you want your book to be about? So my book is going to be about becoming the untriggerable woman. Definitely have um, some similar um, experiences to talk about um, sexual abuse um, and traumas that I've healed from. And through rapid resolution therapy, I've realized that like suffering is actually optional. And to be able to hear, heal those things, like my sexual trauma was healed in 60 minutes on one session and I didn't cry. Wow. And I didn't, I did not have to relive it. And so what I want people to know is you don't have to relive your trauma to heal it. You don't have to feel it to heal it. And there's so much, I don't want to say it's misinformation. It's just the first information that we had that was kind of helpful, but it didn't clear it. And so what I want to do is I want, and the reason I think that I really have a lot of activated energy around creating a film is because I can engage people more with their senses, sight, sound, um, versus a book and eventually a book will, will be included, but, um, you know, abusive childhood and, um, you know, watched my mom get put into the hospital and, um, heard her being abused when she was pregnant and carried trauma from that thinking as an eight-year-old that I was supposed to be the one to save my mom. And I didn't, and I carried Mm -hmm. guilt my whole life until 2020 when that was cleared. And so through, RRT, I've realized that there's just this modality that nobody knows about. And I just walk around and I see even people with all the resources on the planet, celebrities, the Kardashians, poor Chloe, man, she needs some. If anybody <laughs> knows Chloe Kardashian, tell her rapid resolution therapy. <laughs> She's been through it with these mm-hmm. exes. And, and then you see her growing, you know, a tumor on her face. And that mm-hmm. doesn't shock me. And I have, you know, some health implications that came from my traumas as well. So Yes. As you can see me getting more and more like energized and talking faster. Like I just want the whole world to know like suffering is optional. Now there is a modality that can clear 
um, our traumas. We don't have to relive it. And I just need to find as many mediums as I can to tell it. So I'll do all the ways. Like if God says, write the book, I'll sit down and write the damn book. But I want to challenge you. I just hearing you talk about it and hearing the passion in your voice. I know that it may not be writing, but it might be speaking. Yeah. And so even if it's not a podcast, if you were to sit down and tell one story a day for 25 days Ooh. or for 30 days, you sit down, you literally open up the notes app on your phone okay. and you tell one story a day, however long that is, five minutes, 10 minutes. If you end up talking for an hour, so be it. And then you take that audio and you transcribe it using Otter or Descript or whatever platform you want to transcribe it with. And then you hire an editor to go through and actually craft a story out of it. You will have your book done in 30 days. Now, there will be editors um, who will okay. need to go back. <laughs> of course, there'll be editors that will need to go back and read it and proofreaders. But actually coming up with it, honestly, it's just telling your story. Yeah. And we think we have to like sit and like type and if typing's not your thing and talking is then 30 days you sit and you tell a story a day and uh, you allow yourself to really just don't 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 limit yourself don't put yourself in a box just like you know what Andrea today I'm going to sit down today I'm going to tell a story about the trauma in the womb Ooh, I have one on that one uh-huh. yeah <laughs> yep tomorrow I'm going to tell a story about um you know, healing your mother womb and watching what your mother has gone through. And then I'm going to tell the story about, you know, childhood trauma. And then I'm going to tell the story about this because you have a crazy story as well. Like you have an amazing story and this amazing testimony. You just got to start talking about it. And I believe that if you talk it out loud, it'll make the book so much easier because you'll be able to hear yourself tell that story. Okay. <laughs> Why did I think that had to be so hard? And here you are and you're like, just kidding. Have it. You can have the book, but have it your way, which is my favorite and the only way that I'm available to have things anyway. My again, okay. Third favorite mantra out of the 3000 is you can have <laughs> anything that you want in the exact way that you want it. As long as you're willing to ask the right question. I didn't ask the right question. Mm-hmm. I and just on top stated of that, the problem and you asked the right question. Thank yes. you. If you want to do a movie, then record yourself on video and just yeah. strip the audio and turn that audio and transcribe that into your book. But then you can take those everyday segments of you telling your story, incorporate them into you teaching rapid resolution therapy, incorporate them into you being on stage, incorporate them into you writing your book, like actually physically writing, meeting with different people. And then you have your movie too. Okay. Um, and voice me later. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize we were doing a coaching session for me today, but I'm available for it. I received the blessing. I will also receive the invoice. Thank you. This was awesome. <laughs> Five minutes, guys. My team's going to be very happy. Kayla is like constantly, she's one of my team, constantly like saving posts and emails. She's like, that's going in the book. That's going in the book. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was committed to the book. I haven't been, but you just gave me a whole new perspective. Thank you for that vision. Thank you. I can't wait to read your book. It's all storytelling. It's all storytelling. And let us go. One of my biggest, I guess you can call it a mantra, but it's my motto is that my message starts with me. And when you actually look at the word message, it literally starts with M E. And so, whatever message you want to share with the world, it starts Uh, with you. Just tell your story. You're a genius, lyrical genius. (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) 
you're going to come back on the podcast after your book and then after my book, and we're going to revisit this and just be like, okay, in the X amount of time, we both have books now. I have a documentary. You have your own um, talk show. I mean, it's coming. It's all how, but maybe twins. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe twins. It's coming. I don't know when or how, but it is coming. (laughs) This was so beautiful. Um, Is there anything just else in your spirit that you want to share and just leave the audience with today? I just want to share that if you're listening here, your life matters, your story matters, your message Mm -hmm. matters. And so just open your mouth and tell your story. It doesn't have to be on a large scale. It can be in a small room. It could be in an elevator with strangers. It can be on your voice memos to yourself. Just open up your mouth and tell your story because your testimony has power to bless somebody. Mm, So good. Okay. You gave everybody your website. Is there anywhere else you want them to follow you? Instagram? Um, Well, I didn't give you guys my website, but if you head over to Faith-Based Storytellers and hop on my email list, that'll direct you to all of the things you need. And then I like to play on Instagram. I'm at ironwifey underscore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, ironwifey podcast, ironwifey magazine. So at ironwifey, I-R-O-N-W-I-F-E-Y underscore. And I would just love to connect with you guys. Where do you hang out the most where you're like, I just love writing my emails or like I'm on Instagram all the time. Where's your favorite playground? It's definitely Instagram. Okay. Great. We'll link all of that for everyone. And of course, everybody's going to be all up in your email, getting that, (laughs) getting that download so they can start crafting their story. Michaela, you're such a blessing. Your story is just so inspiring. You are just a gem of a human being. And I hope this is the beginning of a very long friendship between you and I, because you basically have no choice at this point. I mean, I'm declared. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. This is my very first podcast interview. So the the fact that you came up to me after the first time I told my story on stage and you're like, hey, um, I'm not going to get your information. We're going to do this now. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. I was so like, without your calendar, we're doing like, this. You shot your shot. So absolutely, we're going to keep in contact. I can't wait to listen and read your book and watch your documentary. Like, I'm ready for this. I'm blown away. You just like keep dropping them. Oh my God. Okay. For, go big or go home, guys. Come on. <laughs> this is so beautiful. Thank you so much, Michaela. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. So after we stopped recording, Michaela and I were chatting for just a few extra minutes. And one thing that we both agreed was we pulled out our calendar. And on this day, 12 months from now, we promised to get on and record a year update episode so that we can hold each other accountable to some of the big dreams that we shared on this episode. So make the proclamation for your life so big, but calendar opportunities to hold yourself accountable to the dreams and the commitments that you've made. So I just wanted to share that with you. It was super fun. We were like, you know what? Let's do it again. Just grab your phone, put it on the calendar. It's scheduled for one year from now. And I can't wait to see where we both are after all of the visions that we just shared with each other. This was such a beautiful podcast. Michaela, you're amazing. I love you. Like declared you are a new bestie. This is Lorelai, COO of The Unruly Entrepreneur. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review in your podcast app. 
Check the show notes for links to resources mentioned on the show and to see how you can drop Andrea a voicemail for a chance to have your question answered on a future episode. If you're looking to work with Andrea, I'll also add a few of my favorite methods there too, especially the program I believe everyone needs to carry in their pocket, Regulate, your personal emotional regulation tool to get unstuck and back into your dreamy emotional flow fast. Thanks for listening, friend. We're so glad you're here.